The Adam Crowley Show. You know, I'm out on the sideline begging for the ball or making statements like you guys make. I'm pissed off. We're losing. We but you just tied the game. James Conner just tied the game. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Extraordinary. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina sitting across from me. Shirtless Tom behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter, at FBomber73 and at ButtonPusher970. Tell your kids, tell your wife, we're doing radio up in here. The weird guy, Andrew, who keeps inviting us to his cabin, which sounds like a way that we all get murdered, after we declined his invitation, he said, "Ite." One word with a period. That is dangerous. That is terrifying. Really sketchy. If he said, okay, without the period, I'm okay with it. If he sent me just K with a period, that's what my wife says whenever she's pissed at me. But Ite with the period? This guy's going to come to the studio and chop us up with the axe instead of chopping us up with the axe. At his campground. Brian locked the door. Joining us now, not to discuss any of that, but to talk some puck is our buddy Colby Armstrong. He'll be joining us every Wednesday at 5 o'clock throughout Penguin season. What's up, Colby? How you doing, man? Hey, boys. What's going on? I, I got a, I got, speaking of an invite to a cabin, I got a, a crazy, I'm not, I can't read it on the air because it's just nuts. A guy I met sent me the, <laughs> most sad, you know what, invite to a party, and I've never really hung out with him. I've only met him at Penguins games a few times, and it is it is awesome. It's an awesome invite. It's awesome, but I don't think I'm going to get chopped with an axe. But it's gonna it would be just the craziest sounding party ever. I'll leave it at that. Colby, you want to come to one of our parties? We barely know each other. You want to do that? Yeah, hell yeah! I'm going behind the glass with shirtless Tom. <laughs> Colby Armstrong joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Colby, are we seeing a lot of the same bad habits in the Penguins game that we saw last season? I just think right now in the first few games here, we're seeing a team that possibly thinks that they can play any way they want right now, uh, and they can score goals. They got away with it again against Washington. I think we have a, a, a deep team. I think uh, a team that's pretty versatile. I like the way they look. I think they obviously need to get their noses a little more dirty, uh, playing a little bit too much camp hockey, is what I would say, mm. camp scrimmage-style hockey uh, and not regular season hockey just yet. So we'll see if this week of practices could wake them up, and uh, obviously missing Matt Murray will put a sense of urgency in them. Yeah, no doubt about that. And to that point, is it a little bit easier maybe to tighten things up knowing, okay, Casey DeSmith will be in there or whomever's in there. All right, we got to really do our best in front of this guy now. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like a twofold wake up call for me, boys. Like I, I look at it and I'm like, okay, you know, not, not the start we wanted, not terrible though with our record. Okay. We're okay. Um, not the play we want to have our, our number one goaltender has been a little rusty too out of the gates. He could be better. Okay, he gets injured. Does he have a chance to regroup? Yes. And can Casey DeSmith, is he more than capable of coming in? Yes. But do we need to tighten up uh, with him in there and give him an opportunity and wake ourselves up here with our team play? Yes. So it's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of things on it, but it's early in the year, and I think we see a lot of teams. What's, the, what's going on in the league right now, too? There's like, 
there's like 12 goals a night in every single game. It's absolutely haywire right now in the NHL. But uh, I think a lot of teams are looking around going, okay, like when's this going to end? When are we going to tighten up? At least a lot of coaches anyways. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm loving it too. And I think you hit the nail right on the head there, Colby, where we all might love it, but the coaches don't, and they can't really. And Mike Sullivan needs to try to nip these things in the bud before they become huge problems, right? So he sits Ole down. I think it's more... A message being sent than anything else. I don't think Ole's been the the one guy that you circle and say, oh, he's stunk. But I think just getting someone out of the lineup and putting somebody else new in the lineup, that might be another boost there for Mike Sullivan. Yeah, absolutely. It's a wake-up call for his team, and Ole's the guy that's going to pay the price for it right now. I, You know what? Ole's playing with a guy that's new to the team as well, and Jack Johnson through the first few games. Yeah. Uh, that's got to be tough as well. Um, you know, and, and the team is inside their play and in inside certain situations of the game. I don't think everyone's been that sharp, and I think some people have a right to go, well, you can't just pick on Ole, but I think Ole's a message to the rest of the team as a veteran guy that's been around. Uh, and also, I want to see Ricola, so who do you take yeah. out? I mean, who's it going to be? And I think you've got to get a look at this guy right now for maybe 10 games or so, at least get a real good look. Can he stay and play in the NHL? Because through camp and preseason, he looked like he could be a difference maker. And a guy that can come in, skate, play physical too. I like his physical edge. Uh, and a guy that can make plays offensively and defensively. So you got to get a look at him, and then that kid leaves a lot of questions. What's the team going to go do down the road with some contracts and some guys? Does he make someone in, uh, someone disposable because of the way he can play and what his price tag is? Is there anybody now, Colby, that you have looked at and said, man, this guy really is getting slow out of the gate? It's only been two games, but has there been anyone that has stuck out to you negatively in that fashion? No, I don't think. I think it's just the way they've been playing right yeah. now. I think I don't think Ole's always been a fleet of foot guy, but he make up, makes up for it with his hockey smarts and the way he can play uh, and, and the way he uses uses his uh, – you know, his teammates to get out of trouble a little bit. We've seen him get into trouble in some foot races uh, and take some angles with, with lacking a little bit of foot speed. But, you know, uh, other than that, I, I just think it's the way they're playing. I think it's just a sense of urgency. I think it's early in the season. Uh, and I think that it just needs to be a little bit more nose-to-the-grindstone type of hockey here. Yeah, we have a lot of skill and depth. And, okay, it's nice to toe-drag and, and score tic-tac-toe goals. But that's not going to win in the regular season game in and game out. There needs to be way more of a sense of urgency within your style of play. And early, it's just really not there for the team. But uh, are they capable? Heck yeah. How hard is it to get back into the swing of things when you get from camp to the regular season? Yeah, it's tough. And I think expectations are high here also. I think they know they have a good window and a good team and depth, like I said. And, you know, the horses to, to really, you know, have a season this year and a season that, you know, they can win it again. So when you have expectations like that and you have guys returning and guys, um, you know, slotting into their positions throughout their lineup and you're thinking, man, we're deep, we're going to be really good. You know, when you come into the season like that attitude, it's a little bit tough when you're, you know, coming against a Washington team who, you know, with huge expectations and winning last year and everyone's going, they're not going to do anything because they were doing keg stands on the Stanley Cup all summer. Uh, that's one thing. But when you play a uh, Montreal Canadiens team, that has you know literal little to no star power besides their goaltender Carey Price and a team that's going to come skate the underdogs. Those teams are a little tough to get up to. I think it's mental, really. It's mental and it, more than anything, and just committing mentally to playing the right way for these guys right now. Early in the year, it is tough. It's tough to come out of camp and then just jump right into a regular season and, and get going. And uh, 
I think we're seeing a little bit of that right now. What would light your ass on fire back in the day? If you ever needed it, if you ever needed that extra motivation, what works with, with the guys? Yeah, I think every coach has their tactics, and I think coaches have a lot to do with it. Uh, I think, obviously, your leadership group would help having guys like Crosby around to, uh, you know, set tones in practice with his work ethic and maybe having those eyebrows down a little bit on a couple days and going, oh, no, the big guy's a little upset today or not happy. So, I, I, you know what, I, I think it's uh, I think it can be said a few different ways uh, for me, and it, and it sucked for me because I always responded to it, was getting yelled at or getting, uh, you know, chirped by a coach, or getting, uh, I was like, you know, I was like a dog in a cage if you poked him with sticks enough that he was going to come out fighting. That was kind of how I responded, and unfortunately it, it, it paid its toll on me mentally as I took a lot of abuse over my career, but it seemed to work for me. And, uh, some guys are different. Everyone's different that way, but I, I, I just think, you know, I just think, like, individually every guy's different, and individually go, oh, yeah, you're a pro, you got to show up, yeah, okay. Um, but at the same time, I just think this team just needs a little tightening right now early in the season, that's all. We'll get back to the current-day Penguins in one moment, but I remember when the Penguins traded for Hal Gill, the video that they kept showing was you fighting Hal Gill. What the hell got in here? <laughs> Were you getting poked in the cage that day? <laughs> yeah, that's when I was reckless abandoned like a cage dog. Yeah, that's that's in those days when I was running around. Uh, I, I, actually, I actually he came to hit me and stepped up, and I didn't see him last second. And I elbowed him in the head, so he took. Uh, he didn't. He didn't like that. He was upset and came after me. He, if you watch the whole thing, he was ragdolling me like crazy, throwing me around like a <laughs> like a little kid. And then uh, Gino Malkin, Malkin comes in to like try to save me and gives him like a push. And then Gino's like, "Yeah, he's too big. I'm out of here." And then I got stuck having to drop my gloves with him. And thank God we both fell down right away because Hal's a big man. I know him now. Great guy. Awesome guy. Loves his beer. Good hockey guy. How much did Malkin try to get into that kind of stuff? I mean, he he does seem a lot more uh, chippy out there than some others. Oh, yeah, totally. He's, he's a fireball out there. I love, for me now, retired here watching the Penguins, I love watching Malkin every night. I'm so lucky to watch him. Uh, a guy with skill, a guy with speed, a guy with power, and a guy with a ton of fire. And I love seeing that. I love when Gino gets gets a little angry out there. I love when he's on that edge and he's, he's a snap show and he's mad and he's involved, and he's like a little reckless, too. And you know, all the talk about Gino all through the years is like, oh, you know, Gino will have one injury every certain year. Like, yeah, like, look at the way he goes through, guys. Look at the way he plays. Like, for a star player in this league, like, the kind of uh, weight that he carries himself with out on the ice and the fire that he has getting himself involved in a lot of situations, the big Russian bear, I, I, love, I love watching him when he's like that. He's going to take some penalties, but, man, when I played against Gino, too, I knew if he just poked him enough, that he was gonna he was gonna lose it too. So he he, he has a, he has a fuse that you can kind of uh, you can shorten up a little bit with a few a little bit of stick work and some chirps. He's really been the mouthpiece for the team the last couple of years. I, I don't recall him ever really being the guy who'd speak out publicly before. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, was he that guy in in the locker room? Then would he be the guy to say, "Come on, boys, let's get this together here." No, I, I love. I, yeah, you're right. I love his openness. I love like his comments in the paper and the media. Um, you know, he knows he's. The, I, I think he knows he's like all world player for sure. I think he knows what he can do on the ice and what he can be. And saying he wants to be an elite player in this league for another five years, uh, and knowing what he can bring to the table. And you know, when I played with him, I sat with him next in the dressing room, and he didn't speak English back then, or at least he led us to believe he didn't speak it very well. But. Um, <laughs> I always used to teach him too in the room. I'd point at myself and I'd say, "Legend, legend," 
And I'm sure if I did that now, he would laugh and walk away from me shaking his head. But, uh, yeah, he's like a real leader on this team. He does interviews now. You can see him. He's way more open, way more vocal. Um, and over the years, as he's more comfortable, uh, and he's, he's uh, you know, for me, uh, hearing his sound bites, watching him play every night, um, how lucky are we to have him in this city as a player for this many years. You know the voice, Colby Armstrong, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Last couple of things uh, for Colby. Uh, this one not as fun. Matt Murray goes down with a concussion, and I, mean, I don't really have anything to say other than I, I just I feel terrible for the guy. The way last year went for him, now only two games into this year, and he goes down with a concussion. I mean, that's got to be incredibly frustrating. Yeah, it is. And, and for whatever reason, a lot of goalies are suffering concussions. I don't yeah. know if these guys are shooting harder or going to the net. But I, I, I don't know exact number, but I think he's had three documented concussions now in the last year of hockey, yeah. a bit of hockey. So it's it's something that's, you know, bordering on the on the side of, you know, serious. And I know the Penguins take precautions very well with it, obviously due to their past um, with Sydney around. Um, and obviously with, like, what we know about it now. But in a situation where I think with uh, – with Matt losing him like this again, exactly. I just feel bad for him because I'm like, I'm like, oh man, like you know, he had last year. He came in like he seemed, he seemed like refreshed and confident to have a fresh start hockey wise and feeling good. And then right out of the gates like this, another setback with it with a concussion. And the scary thing about concussions for me is like you never know. You never know how long right. symptoms will last or how long you're going to be like that. It's kind of a weeding game. So uh, you know, the best goes out there and then recovering from. You know, traumatic brain injury. It's 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 tough and it's a serious thing. And um, a guy that you hope hope uh, will bounce back, obviously, and have a season that he's hoping for this year. That's Colby Armstrong, who in this interview said, "How Gill drinks beer, good hockey guy." I think this will work. <laughs> uh, Colby, appreciate the time, man. Thanks as always. All right, boys. Thanks for having me on. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. That's Colby Armstrong. Uh, he does a lot of stuff for. AT&T Sports Network for pregame. He does intermission stuff. He does pre- and post-game stuff for the Penguins Radio Network right down the hall. Uh, we're going to love doing that segment with him. And you just know some schlub who's covered a hockey game like three times in his career met Colby Armstrong and thought, oh, talk to him twice. I'm going to invite him to a party. It's probably a swinger party. You know those commercials they got going on now with the slinging? It's like that, but there's really some romp sex stuff going down. And Colby's like, nah, thanks. I'll have a couple cold ones. I'll kick back. I wonder if this Andrew guy bumped into him and invited him. Coming up next, I'm going to rip Bill Simmons a new bleep. And I'll tell you why Sullivan was right to send the message he did. It's a Crowley show.